0: recognizing your child you are a human being what does that mean mastery of life is not a question of control but of finding a balance between human and being mother father husband wife young old the roles you play the functions you fulfill whatever you do all that belongs to the human dimension it has its place and needs to be honored but in itself it is not enough to a full not enough for a fulfilled truly meaningful relationship or life. Human alone is never enough, no matter how hard you try or what you achieve. Then there is being. It is found in the still alert presence of consciousness itself. The consciousness that you are. Human is form. Being is formless. Human and being are not separate, but interwoven. I want to keep reading. But, like. She continues reading in her head. And... I know. I'm like, should I? <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. I love doing that. I love, like, grabbing a book and then, like, randomly turning to a page and seeing where it lands. Hmm. Um. So, what's <clears> up, Yvonne?
1: You ask me this every single So <laughs> <time? laughs>
0: oh, What's been up with you? Because. What, you mean to treat you like an inter- interviewee?
1: I mean, you kind of are. <laughs>
0: yeah, but in like a chill way. I'm just trying to get you to talk. Oh. 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 It's a beautiful day outside. Dude, the sunset was so nice. Very nice. That, like, I feel like when I see stuff like that. Chill out, pup. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I nice. I know, he's so cute. We recently got a new puppy. Um, and his name's Junior. Based or
1: in honor of our previous dog, Teddy, who was a Maltipoo and passed away four days later from Parvo.
0: Short for Parvo, there is And yes, we do tell that story every time somebody looks at us because we say his name is Junior. <laughs> I <don't> like it. <gasps> it's cute. I mean, I'm... I Junior. Think I'm... <laughs> <laughs> As he's I was a saying, mini
1: golden doodle. He's yeah. about 11 weeks now.
0: And he's Super absolutely cute. adorable. He's kind of freaking out right now, <laughs> going do look, look
1: at him! What are you doing? We just gave him a bat, so he has the zoomies and it's going off. I think he sees
0: things. I
1: think <laughs> he does too, bro. He, I'll see him like bark at nothing a lot. And the, the other day he was watching my fan, so his head was spitting. Well, yeah, that I understand. But no, he was barking at my blank wall.
0: I got out of the shower and I'm just like, "What are you barking at?" You're so cute. Okay, you guys. Um, I think we should stop talking about the puppy. Hi. As I was saying, I feel like when I take a second to take in like a nice sunset or mornings are my favorite. Like the sunrise. Being up before the sun rises and then like witnessing that. that and like taking that in, like just taking the world. Waking up and coming back to life again, like every morning, is a really nice way to begin your day. Yeah, and I feel like it just brings you to the present. And I think that's like what I just read in the book. That is what being is. It's like consciously actually being in the present moment. You know, I feel like we're always so on the go and like so in our heads. Yeah, and just constantly living in like in, in in everything but the present. Yeah. So, yesterday, I got to finally wear that cheetah dress, like you saw, and I have had that dress in my closet for two-plus years, and I didn't wear it because I feel like for the longest time, like, I carried shame if I wanted to, like, dress sexy or look sexy. Like, Mm -hmm. sexy to me was, okay, sexy equals shame. Yeah. And I feel like that comes, I feel like a lot of women in our culture... And society are conditioned to feel that way because of the judgment that we get for wanting to be sexy, mm-hmm. you know, and like being objectified for it. And it's not even just from men—not not all men, of course—but I think a, a majority, majority of it, and
1: will judge you mm-hmm. and objectify you based on how you dress and. I really don't like that because it's like you could be a and it's like because it's not like they only object older people they object younger people mm-hmm. so it's like the younger people could really le- barely be wearing any like bad any bad thing and people will still objectify it when they're just being innocent in themselves yeah. and being proud of like enjoying themselves and they continue... They continue to grow
0: older mm-hmm. feeling insecure and shame yeah and I think that like it's the fact that a woman can't embrace like her embracing her sexuality because we see a sexy man on a magazine and it's no problem like we don't shame them for it
1: no.
0: Right? never will you see a woman say oh hi Allah like you know mm-hmm. like what is this man doing on this magazine naked that doesn't yeah. happen but if there's a woman, especially from our freaking culture, especially from our culture, it's looked down upon. Like, the fact that I was, like, leaving the house yesterday and I was like, oh, my God, if like, Dad better not freaking see me in this dress. <laughs> Daddy better not see me. I was, like, dodging everybody. Because I was <laughs> like, yes, because I'm like, I just felt that I, I didn't think that and that's what happens, right? Like, I grew up with girls in high school that would literally leave the house a certain way, and then and take clothes with them yeah. and change or wear a big jacket. Yeah, and... and it's like the fact that we have to do that, or just feel the need to do that. Like, what does that do to our confidence? What does that do to our so our mind? Also... Yeah, we think that we're co- continuously doing something wrong if we're owning our sexuality. Yeah. You know, and it's not it's not fair. I feel like it's it's very it's a double standard. And I think that it for me, I'm very passionate about it. Of course it exists everywhere, but I think I'm more passionate about the fact that it exists in the culture. Like that's kind of where I'm like my head just goes. It's so bad. And then, like the, the, the stigma is just very... I feel like for me, it's not just about
1: culture. Because our family is a lot more Americanized or 100%. modern than a lot of my friends. Thank God. Yeah. Thanks. Thank God. Thank God. But there's still areas where they are old-fashioned. And... I mean, I see it, like, everywhere, but it's also, like, the culture thing gets to me. Yeah. But the fact that our family, like, the culture thing gets to me in a way that I see our family as so modern and American. Yeah. That I'm, like, when they have these little outbursts about objectifying women and being Mm -hmm. sexist, I'm just, like, it's "It's where is this coming from? Like, I... It's random. Yeah, and it just makes me, like, lose trust and... Mm -hmm it doesn't give me that comfort
0: anymore around them. Yeah, and I feel like it makes you think that you can't be yourself around them. Yeah, and you have to hide certain parts of you. And if you're not confident in yourself enough, then you would think that there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Because the people that that I love the most and that I care about most and that I wanna be seen, heard, and accepted by the most don't see, hear, and accept me for who I am. Like, what does that do that hurts? He's
1: out of all people, you expect them to be those people yeah. and go outside. You know, there's going to be people who don't accept you. Yeah,
0: you're making
1: a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring our pup in the background, all that wrestling. Surprised he
0: can't squeak the toy yet. I know. You were saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that it creates a lot of doubt, like you said, and like self respect i feel like is diminished by that because you're you're just you're constantly living in fear of doing something wrong or doing something that people won't accept
1: and you you think you're doing something wrong so yeah. if you're going out in like fully clothed and covered and you go off and take your jacket off because you're wearing a crop top like you're going to think that automatically a crop top is associated mm-hmm.
0: like being sexual yeah and it's not and, and I feel like the fact that you're still choosing to take it off, even though you're thinking that subconsciously, you're building shame for the act. Like you're building shame and I guess carrying that with you when you show up and you're, so you're not, you're not present, you're carrying that guilt, right? So like, I feel like whenever I do either dress this way or, like last night, it, it took a lot for me to just be confident in that dress, mm-hmm. you know, because I do try to, I guess, be more conservative because I have in the past, like i went to a fashion school, you know, so like I loved dressing a certain way. And over there it's in LA, like people express themselves through fashion and it's completely normal. It's completely okay. But I remember here, and it's not even just the the sexy part of it, right? It's like the expressive part of it. Mm -hmm. I remember I walked into the first day of sixth grade with a furry pink vest and matching furry pink boot covers, not even boots, covers. From my Halloween costume, which was a barbarian babe. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, that is what I wore on the first day of sixth grade. And mm-hmm. I'm going to a new middle school after moving. So I don't know anyone at this school, except our Jama kind of friends. Like there was a smiley people that went there that I recognized. But I remember just walking in thinking I was like the coolest. F- like I just felt so good. Like, I just,
1: <laughs> are you fine? I heard harder
0: to someone's lazy real. I just, I felt so confident. Like, I remember just strutting those halls, just feeling so good. Because I was always, I was very confident, but I feel like fifth grade is when I started to feel for the first time that I was being judged because of being not only a girl, because I, I used to love, like I really liked playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And so I would try to play with the boys during recess. And I just felt like I wasn't really good. There was two other girls that played that were really good. And like, I remember one time I just got my feelings hurt because I was the last one to be picked on the team. And so I that like drove me to go home every single day after school and practice with the ball against our house. And I remember coming back a few weeks later and beating the team that those two girls were on because I was so angry. I was like, I'm going to show you. And yeah, like I just remember that is kind of, and then like being brown, of course, I feel like was a big part of my fifth grade bullying was like, I just felt like I was being like treated differently, you know, and seen differently. And that's when I was like, okay, what it, like, that was my first time experiencing something like that. Actually, third grade, would say would be. And then going into sixth grade, I was like, okay, you know, this is my chance to start fresh, start anew, because I was so hurt by fifth grade bullying that my plan was to go to the first day of sixth grade in my middle school where all my friends were, or all the people that I went to elementary school Mm -hmm. with were going to be as my twin. I was like, I'm just gonna start over and I'm gonna say that I'm Simran's twin Thea. <laughs> oh my god. I was crazy. I swear to you. That's how badly I was hurt. I was like, this is not okay. Like for people to treat other people did this way. Did you tell people that you're a Dia? No, because I ended up we ended up moving. So I ended um, up going to a completely different middle school and then I did that. I freaking wore a furry pink vest and <laughs> I remember this girl going, I like your outfit. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Like I actually thought she liked my outfit and then I heard them chuckling and i was like this is <laughs> not okay <laughs> why are people mean uh, just tell me you don't like my outfit like why do you gotta be why do you got to be that way
1: <laughs> oh my God, um, I, can imagine I
0: know really i mean what life really me? life has a way of i feel like life teaches us everything that we need to advocate for Like, life puts the answers of what's keeping us from being happy right in front of us. And we just kind of, there's people that do something about it, and there's people that just don't. And I want to be somebody that does something about it. You know, so that's why I feel like it's important to talk about self-love and just being aware and conscious. And it's
1: all about mindset and what you decide to do with the path you're given.
0: Yeah. I agree, but I think that mindset is cultivated, right? And I feel like...
1: Yeah, so it's when you, like, enlighten yourself on a better mindset.
0: Yeah, and, like, how do we... Why is that the place that we spend most of our time with, or time at, and the people that we spend the most of our time with, one being... Family. And... and, And... School. Yeah. Why is it that there's nothing... No, like I don't, Mm. never have I ever taken a class where I learned something about mindset and consciousness and learning or how to keep my peace. And even mentally, emotionally,
1: like now there's those classes. Like I took psychology. There's a lot of other classes to help out, but it's not a core class. It's not required. Exactly. If people wanted to, they could take study hall, especially in sixth grade and fifth grade when your minds are even younger. Yeah. You're surrounded by all these, like, random core classes that you have to take. Well, in elementary school, it's the complete opposite. Like, you're in one class learning all the subjects, and you go to four different classes throughout the week,
0: which are, like, hobbies and interests to spark in the children. Yeah. And I feel like there should just be something around cultivating that unique individual, but also... Like, the one thing that we all share in common is the way that we heal. We heal by being seen, heard, and loved. Yeah. Right? And, like, I feel like in middle school, it's really important to have that relationship with your your teachers, but also, like, the education system, I feel like, needs to feed that cultivation of mindset. Like, how do I... How do we make the foundation of these kids who are going to lead tomorrow stronger how can we make it more resilient right we're so fragile as a society especially at that age we believe everything we hear if we're told we're not enough we believe it if we're told that we're not worthy we believe it yeah if we're told we're ugly we're fat we believe it
1: it's all these labels that are put on you when you're born with none
0: But if you're, if you're exactly, and if you're taught how to be resilient to that, if you're taught to listen to your own voice and to believe that you are worthy and to love yourself and to treat yourself with kindness and compassion, like what, what difference would that make on society? Yeah.
1: It's teaching yourself and while teaching all these other people, I feel like people would also learn how to treat each other. If they knew how to, like, take care of themselves, yeah. But they don't. They use a lot of forms of, like, harm. So. Yeah. And everyone takes that out on others.
0: It's because of what? It's because they don't think they're worthy of the the care, because nobody's ever put that into them. Yeah, exactly. People have stripped them of it. (laughs) Exactly. You start believing you're not worthy and treating yourself as not as worthy if the world around you shows you that you're not and if you're not strong enough to believe otherwise if you're not resilient enough you will believe them and then you will project that pain onto others right and i feel like that's what we're doing with generational trauma i talked about this in my podcast yesterday and i feel like a lot of the pain that we've the lack of love and like the neglect that we felt from our parents we carried on into our lives and we don't instead of giving them that lo- the love and not neglecting them of the care like mm-hmm. they did for us like we would heal them like yeah. we would give them what they never had yeah and because we're we're more aware and conscious enough to even know that and recognize that we can pass that on
1: to the next generation and our kids.
0: the lessons are right in front of us we just refuse to look at them yep. or anything. listen to them. Yeah. Because we're not, we're not, we don't believe that we have a choice because we don't believe that we're worthy. Do you see how it all goes back to self worth? It all goes back to like not loving yourself enough, mm-hmm. having enough confidence in your potential. And we can solve that so simply, but we don't believe that, like, it's not a fight of ours.
1: Yeah, because society has made. Like a factory system where everyone either works nine to five goes to work goes to school like you're taken up by all of these chores and requirements where you can, we can't just live and be and figure out what we like and
0: pursue that we're constantly distracted just like you said we can't figure out how to be like yeah. like that book the book the passage from the book said being oh. I'm going to read it again. Let's see how we can relate it back to it. Recognizing your child. Wow. That's the title of it. You are a human being. What does that mean? Mastery of life is not a question of control, but of finding a balance between human and being. Mother, father, husband, wife, young, old, the roles you play, the functions you fulfill, whatever you do, all that belongs to the human dimension. It has its place and needs to be honored, but, it, but in itself, it is not enough for a fulfilled, truly meaningful relationship or life. Human alone is never enough, no matter how hard you try or what you achieve. Then there is being. It is found in the still alert presence of consciousness itself, the consciousness that you are. Human is form. Being is formless. Human and being are not separate, but interwoven. In the human dimensions, you are unquestionably superior to your child. You are bigger, stronger, know more, can do more. If that dimension is all you know, you will feel superior to your child, if only unconsciously. And you will make your child feel inferior, if only unconsciously. There is no equality between you and your child because there is only form in your relationship and in form you are of course not equal. You may love your child but your love will be human only. That is to say conditional, possessive, intermittent. Intermittent. In
1: intermittent. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, the fact that I can't read this word right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Intermittent, intermittent, intermittent. I don't know what that means. Intermittent. Do you know what that means?
1: No. (laughs) Inter. Intermittent, like at certain times,
0: right? Oh, occurring in irregular intervals. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that I'm just not. I've never like actually read it. I guess out loud. I use that word all the time. Intermittent. Intermittent. Oh,
1: my God! Inter- intermittent. That's yeah, insane. so, like, at certain times, like, in a bowl, remember
0: All right, okay. Only beyond form in being are you equal, and only when you find the formless dimension in yourself can there be true love in that relationship. The presence that you are. The timeless I am recognizes itself in another and another. And the child, in this case, feels loved. That is to say, recognized. Wow. I love that. Even though it was really broken the way that we read it. But (sighs) it's all about recognizing your being for what it is. And seeing that child and seeing you as all that you are and all that you are, and loving yourself no matter what. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Any last words, Iman? No.
1: Nope.
0: We're going to go have a chill night. We've had a very chill day. I um, very you did. <laughs> I ran some errands and went
1: to the gym and killed leg day.
0: Hey, I really needed a rest day. I've been going every day. So yeah. I just I needed to relax today and fuel up and just fold some laundry which i have yet to do and record this podcast with you it's been a pleasure iman lalani thank
1: you i'm honored to have been welcomed
0: <laughs> we really need to work on our like graph <laughs> like just speaking skills I real. real i think reading more will help with that reading out loud
1: yeah instead of reading in our mind because it goes smoothly
0: yeah i agree
1: When you're reading out loud, you're like, (laughs) you're
0: practicing articulation, learning new words. Well, you do that when you're reading in your head, too. Okay, anyways, see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) Did you just just kiss you (laughs) out loud? I I thought you kissed them goodbye.
1: No, goodbye.